Welcome to This Week in Common Sense, starring Paul Jacob. My name is Timothy Verkula, but my job this weekend isn't the usual one of helping Paul run through the big stories of the week. It's merely to present a little talk he gave on democracy in North Dakota, that is, direct democracy in North Dakota, that is, what's wrong with representative democracy in North Dakota. So here you go. Democracy, human rights, just never quite seem to be secure anywhere. Not in the United States, not anywhere in the world. There's always a fight. And when we talk about direct democracy, we almost always recognize it as a check on representative democracy, on electing candidates to make decisions as battle politicians. And the rub is really serious because in the United States of America, when citizens pass a ballot measure, instead of elected officials saying, oh, well, clearly the the people have spoken, Our, our bosses, the people who we work for have now, you know, set the record straight. Now we know what they want. It turns out they don't care oftentimes what we want if it cuts against their interest. And of course, the whole point of initiative and referendum is to check the power of government, the power of the legislature, to go around the legislature and direct to the people. And North Dakota, uh, one of the 50 states right on the border of Canada, uh, is a, a good case in point. In 2018, Measure 1 passed 54 to 46%. What Measure 1 did was to create an ethics commission. Now, the legislature didn't like that at all, but the public did like it. So the legislature came back and said, we need to change this process. And they put on the ballot a measure that would have required that after voters pass an initiative, like they did the Ethics Commission, it would go to the legislature. And if the legislature approved it, then it would become law. Or if the legislature rejected it, well, then it would go back to the voters for them to make a final decision. Now, when it was first introduced, it didn't have the part about going back to the voters to make the final decision. But it was a way to to let the legislature have more and more power. That went down, 62% voted against it, 38% in favor of it. So it was defeated at the polls. Come 2022, the State Chamber of Commerce decides they're going to put a measure on the ballot to create a 60% vote. They failed to get the signatures because, you know, even with all the money they had, it's not as easy as they try to pretend it is to get all those signatures and to get qualified. But the term limits effort in the state managed to do that. And that was on the ballot. And that got 63% of the vote and is now part of the North Dakota Constitution. Well, fast forward to today, and there are all kinds of bills in the North Dakota legislature. There is House Bill 2030, Uh, which would actually fine the members of a ballot measure committee $1,000 apiece if they turned in signatures and failed to get enough validated to make the ballot. Uh, 
Now, not that they were fraudulent, not that they committed some nefarious act, but that they simply failed to get enough signatures, they would be fined by the state. A message that maybe you don't want to do this after all, because we'll punish you if we can if we can block you from getting on the ballot, we'll punish you too. Then there's a Senate resolution 4013, which is a constitutional amendment, which would create a 67% vote net needed to pass a constitutional amendment by initiative. So that if they got 33% plus one to vote against it, they win, you lose. But it would also mandate that you cannot pay anybody anything to gather signatures. Now, some folks like that. They don't like the idea that you can pay people. But the U.S., I I like it just fine. The U.S. Supreme Court voted nine to nothing unanimously to strike down a Colorado law decades ago that tried to stop any sort of payment to a petition circulator to do that job. So it flies in the face of what's clear constitutional law because they don't really care. They're looking to put impediments in people's way. Another measure, the last one I'll mention, is House Bill 1452, which exacts a tax of 90% on any money given to a ballot measure in North Dakota from any person in the United States of America who happens to live outside of North Dakota, a 90% tax. These are the sorts of things that happened way back in, in uh, you know, the, the 1960s when you had places like Alabama trying to find out who was giving money to the NAACP and to causes for integration of the races. And, and so this is the sort of thing that states have no business trying to wall off their states from any other influence. And what's the problem? Well, there's no problem among the public. They like these measures on the ballot. They voted for them and they'd like to keep voting for them. And when the legislature tries to wreck the train and destroy the democracy, they vote no. But it's silly. It's dangerous to have people in public office who care so little about democracy, who are willing to blow it up if they don't get their way. And this is not unique to North Dakota. It's across the board among politicians in the United States of America. And we have to create a new ethic that says when the voters say something as an elected official, I respect that or I am gone. And so there's a lot of work to be done to protect direct democracy. But a lot of that work needs to be focused on how do we create the rest of the democracy, the representative democracy that has enough respect for the people to allow it all to function. Paul Jacob is president of Citizens in Charge. You can find everything you need to know about Paul Jacob and This is Common Sense at thisiscommonsense.org. That's all we have for this week.